0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Balal Bakani at v 87 on Twitter and Instagram. AEW Dynamite. To quote good old JR, this is terrible. Yes, that's what Jim Ross said after Britt Baker inexplicably did yet another promo with Tony Schiavone on the rampway. After. She had finally recovered from her terrible promo on the boat. They sent her back out there for no real reason, but I'll get into that a little bit later. So the show started with a pretty good video package of Moxley and Jericho. Then we got into Christopher Daniels and the Dark Order. We made our way to Britt Baker, Hangman Page, and uh, Pack along with Nyla Rose. So a little bit of everything and how you know how it all tied in was pretty, pretty good. Moving on to the first match which I quite enjoyed, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defending the tag team titles against S.C.U. I love the day sober graphic which was 0 days for Page and about 13,000 days for Kenny Omega, pretty funny there. A Dark Order video played as this match was about to start and they told us they would be watching and that they would be closer than they they would be closer than you think. Christopher Daniels then left to investigate, which was painfully uh, suspicious, like not even subtle at all. Kenny Omega on page one, not much dissension in this match for me. In-ring quality good, storytelling not so much. And then SCU was in the ring by themselves without Daniels when the Dark Order showed up. But then the Blade and the Butcher came out, then Hybrid 2 came out, then the Young Bucks came out, then the Best Friends came out. There's probably some other teams that didn't come out that should have come out. But this kind of broke into a brawl, which is a preview of a number one contender's battle royale. Of course, the Young Bucks stood strong for once, and we'll probably see them against Hangman Page and Kenny Omega for the tag titles. And they also cleared everybody out on the floor. This was okay. It really should have been much better. It was very good. I wouldn't even say very good, but it should have been spectacular. We then had Santana pre-taped in a ring interview with JR... So you had Jim Ross in a chair in the ring with Santana and nobody around. And what Santana actually delivered was an inspirational story about his father going blind or starting to go blind at the age of 14 up until the time he was 24 and how it informed this eye versus an eye match tonight. So it was essentially a great story wrapped in a crappy premise that I just couldn't get over. Uh, All credit to Santana, zero credit to AEW. They took a, what should have been, a straight up, one-on-one backstage segment and just by presenting it so stupidly they ruined it moving on darby allen darby allen had a clever video um uh, which it started clever he was sort of taking the little signs that sammy guevara would use and sort of portraying them as a joke in black and white but then he made a stupid herpes joke at the end i didn't realize darby allen was 13 but that's what this felt like uh, J.R. Den told us there would be no timetable for Darby Allen's return, which made this all the less important. And then immediately after this, Sammy Guevara and Jack Swagger, Swagger, Hager, whatever, came out. They couldn't care less about what Darby Allen had just done. They made no reference to it. Then Goldust came out, obviously to a huge pop because he's from Austin, Texas. Not that I had any idea of that. Uh, Dustin won this match, which shocked me. And after the match, uh, Swagger was called out by Dustin and he wanted a match with him at Revolution. Some pretty good stuff here. I'm not sure why they bleeped out the word they did, but interesting even beyond that. We then had Tony Schiavone on the ramp once again interviewing Britt Baker. And to recap, Britt Baker did an interview with Tony Schiavone three or four weeks ago on that stupid boat. It was very bad. It was one of the worst things ever on Dynamite. A week later, she did a very good promo. And a week later, she didn't talk and she was a good heel. And I thought this was very easy. Just let her be a bad heel with her actions. But instead, Baker was on stage. She spouted some dentist terminology because you know the great heat you get from dentist terms to justify her attack on Yuka last week, knocking out part of her teeth. She made her Starbucks joke again about Tony, sort of weaved it into the dentistry. And on tonight's women's title match, um, she said they were all, you know, number two to her, which, okay. The only line, the only line that Baker connected on was when she called the Austin fans. They accused them of having Whataburger faces, which was okay, wasn't great. But everything else was so bad that this felt like a massive pop by comparison. She listed her resume then and, and reminded her, and reminded us once again this was her division. Boring. We then had Nyla Rose taking on the women's champion, Riho. Still way, way, way too much about how Rio was nine when she started wrestling. and She's got two, 13 years of experience, but she's only 22 years. Wow. Okay. It's impressive once. Not every damn time I see her. Jeez Louise. Uh, we got into the match. And I... I tuned out. The, the the setup for this match was so bad. There was whatever the clip from last week where she put her through a table, but that was really more of Pack and Kenny story story than even this story. Nyla Rose won. I, I I honestly wasn't even paying attention when she won. She hit her little power bomb. There's a spot before that. I can't even remember. What was really crazy about this is the best stuff happened in the picture picture when Nyla Rose went backstage. She hugged Tony Khan. So Tony Khan appeared on Dynamite but during The Pitcher in Pitcher, which is a big waste. Then she was talking trash to Kenny Omega and a an assortment of people in the women's division, Britt Baker, Big Soul, even Chris Statlander, the librarian, I'm forgetting the fifth one. But just how those five women were just together there was interesting enough. And all of this has happened in a picture in picture with no audio, which was a dying shame. And uh, there was actually probably a story to be had there, but we didn't get it. Then eventually we got... Chris Jericho and half of the inner circle in frame. I don't know who the hell shot this interview. Um he said he hired a bounty hunter. So if Santana fails later tonight, because God forbid we get a reveal at the end of the night, which they could have done, Jericho had already lined up Jeff or Jake or Jesse Cobb, Mr. Cobb. We then got a video package for I think it's Jeff Cobb, I don't really care. Right after, uh, and then that went directly into a Cody and MJF video recap. Like, in such a way that I wasn't sure that's what it was for a few moments. Brandy then appeared on commentary to basically do an interview. After which JR said, oh, you could stick around for the MJF match. Oh, no, duh, JR. Uh, We got MJF taking on Jungle Boy because that's what everybody wanted, apparently. Partway through the match, MJF asked Brandy if she wanted a real man as he grabbed his groin. Very lazy cheap heat here. Uh, This gave Jungle Boy an opening, but then Wardlow showed up shortly after he gave MJF the ring and in a pretty clever act MJF hit a punch with just the ring got the win Wardlow uh, Flipped him around after obviously Jurassic Express the rest of them came down for the save It was too late and Wardlow kindly walked away The finish of this match was pretty good uh, but, uh, But odd to not see Cody on the show. I guess he was selling the strap thing And certainly Brandy alluded to it, and Brandy didn't do much on commentary, but this felt a bit empty. It just didn't didn't do it for me. We had Pac with another promo. He was running, he was walking, he was standing, he was saying all the cliche stuff. Did nothing for me. Uh, Pac's not bad at this, but you you have this Pac-Kenny Omega rivalry. You have Kenny concerned for Rio. You have Kenny in a tag team title match. Uh, it's just too much. Pick a lane and go in it. I don't want Kenny in two feuds. I just don't care about him that much, unfortunately. Finally, in the main event, and I use that term, uh, not as loosely as AW, but I use it very loosely, John Moxley took on Santana, who hadn't had a singles match in years, in an eye for an eye match, which I don't think had anything to do with an eye for an eye when it was said and done. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they did. I just don't care at this point. Uh, after the match, and of course, Moxley won. Surprise, surprise, uh, they attacked him. Nobody came to help Moxley, not Darby Allen. not Dusty, who had an vendetta against Hager, who was definitely there, not the Young Bucks. Nobody, in fact, Jake Cobb, I mean Jeff Cobb, or whatever the Cobb, came down, beat down Jericho, and that's how you, and Dynamite, the only really enjoyable thing is me comparing Jeff Cobb, or Jake Cobb, or John Cobb, to Taz meeting Rhino. So yeah, that was it. That was Dynamite. I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. I really didn't. The Baker stuff, the Nyla Rose stuff. Like, I'm very happy the tag team titles are not on SCU, but very disappointed they didn't do more with the Dark Order and try to progress that storyline along. Uh, Like, I uh, so much prefer what NXT is doing, whether it's with uh, Velveteen Dream coming back last week, whether it's with uh, what they're doing, the title picture, with, uh, hey, uh, I want to call him Hangman Page, but Adam Cole, Mr. Britt Baker, and you've got Champa coming back for his champion at the bit to get his title back, not to mention Keasley and all the great stuff he's doing. Uh, maybe not against... Uh, Dijakovic would not be my first choice but it'll still be good I, I just I think it hurts more because there's so much potential for this brand and it's just simply not meeting it but I'll be back next week to talk about it more uh, the next few days I'm going to have some fun and I'm going to let you guys know and girls what would happen if all of the WWE titles changed before Wrestlemania changed hands new champions I think it'd be hilarious it'll never happen but it'll be a fun thing to talk about Until then, tweet me at Blalby87. Peace! Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.